pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time in the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. I want you to underline that, whatever disease he had. See, this man was laid at the pool. It says in verse 5, Now a certain man was, who had an infirmity 38 years. How many of you know that's a long time to be carrying something? When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? Now I want you to understand, everybody's focus was on the pool. How many times we get our focus on the pool? We get our focus on the small things instead of the bigness of who God is. Now this pool that was called Bethesda, let me just let you in on that was called the pool of Bethesda, but here's the meaning of, of Bethesda. Bethesda means a house of mercy and a house of grace. How many of you know that that sounds like the church? We come into a place of house and mercy, but how many of you would be here this morning if you thought that, that when the Holy Spirit came and the power and the manifestation of God's Spirit came, if you wasn't the first one in the altar, you didn't get blessed? There's only one person that could get blessed. Not very many of us would be here this morning, would we? But aren't you thankful that we serve a God who is bigger than that? Aren't you thankful that we serve a God who is, who is, who is bigger than, than just a movement of a little bit of water? But I want you to see this because the Bible says that, that whoever stepped in first, no matter what disease he had, it was gone. He was healed of that infirmity. Just let me just say this. The, the pool was the drawing that got people healed of whatever wrong that was with them. We at Gospel Temple want to be known for being a place where you can be restored of whatever disease you have. Whatever, whatever's going on in your life, we want to be known of when you come in here that you can walk out different. That you can be changed. That you step into the presence of God and know that something is taking place in your life. Amen? Hallelujah. It says, this, this sick man answered him and said, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool. But when the water is stirred up, but while I'm coming, another steps down into it. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. Let me just say this. The Bible doesn't say what infirmity this man had, what kind of infirmity he had. It just says he was uh, one. The King James says he has an infirmity. Uh, the Message Bible says he was an invalid. He was incapable of taking care of himself. We don't know what got him in that condition. It could have been a loss of job. It could have been a divorce. It could have been a, an addiction, a sickness. Something happened in his life to get him in this place. 
Something happened to keep him and to press him down and to get him in that position. But we know that he had been in that place and could not get up out of that place for 38 years. And he had probably laid on a lot of things in his life. A lot of, he probably had had some hopes and dreams and visions of things how they could be. And that's what I believe brought him to the pool of Bethesda all the time as he was being brought there and laid there. He was always in hopes of, of maybe this will be the day that, that I get my healing. Maybe this is the day that, I be, that I'm first. Maybe this is the time that the waters are going to be troubled and I'm going to be right there and able to step in just in time. But when Jesus came to him and asked him, do you want to be made well? He begins to give him excuses of why he can't get there. Every time that I go to get there, somebody steps ahead of me. Somebody gets ahead of me and I'm not able to step into the pool. I believe this man must have had the attitude and see there's something to be said for somebody who will endure to the end. There's something to be said where somebody will keep the faith. Even when you're praying and you're not seeing any results, even when you're seeing a move of God and you're not having any change in your life, there's something to be said for somebody who will endure to the end. So somebody look at somebody and say, good things come to those who wait. Don't give up. This man here was expecting to see a move. He was expecting. I believe he must have had the mindset of I'm next. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen. But I believe I'm going to be next. And he waited and he waited. And here's, here he comes. Here Jesus comes and asks him, do you want to be made well? And a lot of times instead of realizing Instead of not focusing on the pool that is set beside us because the pool is a small thing. But how many of you know that God is the source of all good things? Amen. And when we look to him and realize that when he comes, when he steps, everything changes. When he steps in on the scene. See, if we're in a line, if we're in a line behind somebody, we're the next in line of whoever. Once they get blessed, then we can, we can look to see that we're next in line to get blessed. But when we stand in the presence of God, we're next. We're the next one that God's going to pour out his spirit on. We're the next one that he's going to raise up. But Jesus looks at this man and tells him, he says, rise up and take your bed and walk. In other words, Jesus, all, I want you to see this because all these people in this area were sick. There was a lot of people there. There were five porches and there was people. They were sick people who was all in those places. But Jesus goes to this man who had been there for 38 years lying. And he had a choice. He could lay there or he could get up. Now, a lot of times we want to we complain and we want, we want to say the reasons and give excuses of why we're not able to do what, we, what God has called us to do. But one thing that God has got a plan for our lives, and that is if he tells you to get up, he expects you to pick up your hopes and your dreams. He expects you to pick up your vision. He expects you to pick up your, your aspirations and begin to go forward and move forward in the name of Jesus. Because when he comes, everything changes. 
See, a lot of times we get, the, we get an idea of, of focusing on a movement, on a certain thing happening a certain way. But see, this time the blessing came in a different package. It wasn't a moving of the water. It wasn't a changing of, of, of water. It wasn't something that he had been focused on. But all of a sudden, the one who had spoke, had spoke the worlds into existence stood before him. Because Jesus, how many of you know that in the beginning when God said, let there be light, and when he said, let there be light, light that there was light how many of you know there wasn't no sun created when he said let there be light when Jesus spoke things begin to happen you need to understand that certain things a lot of times when we pray and we're asking God to do certain things in our life we have this imagination of how they're supposed to happen and how they're supposed to how they're supposed to become happen. and if they don't happen the way that we think that they should we don't see it as God but how many of you know God's bigger than that? He's bigger than what we think. He's bigger than what we can imagine. And though you may have been in a position to where you haven't seen any change over things that you prayed for, I want you to understand, and I want you to get the mindset of understanding this, that you're next. Don't you give up. You're next. What God has for you, you're next. You've, you've had some hopes and dreams. You're next. You've had some addictions in your life you haven't been able to get over. Guess what? God's going to bring you out of it. You're next. God's going to bring deliverance to you. Some of you have been praying for your children. They're next. Your, your families are next. Your loved ones are next. You're next. Look at somebody and say, you're next. Right after me. See, this man had been this way for 38 years. He could have given up. We don't know how many, how many times that he had been laid at the pool of Bethesda. It doesn't tell us how, how long he had been, how, how many times that he had been laid there. But I can tell you this. He didn't stop. The Bible doesn't say that he had a support system. He, 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 didn't have a, he didn't have a bunch of family gathered around him. I don't know who carried there, but he figured out a way to get there because he had seen, some, he had seen things happening. How many of you, listen to me, a lot of times we go to church and we don't really expect things to happen for us. We don't expect, really expect things to change because we, don't, we see the impossibilities of being able to get into what God really has for us. Huh? We have taught ourselves how to live in conditions that God never intended us to live in. We have taught ourselves to accept things for just the way they are. We have focused in on the small things. God can do the small things, but he can't do the big things. Hmm? See, it doesn't take any more faith for God to raise somebody up who's been in a condition to where they couldn't get up for 38 years than it does for somebody who's been that way for an hour. God is still God. He's big enough to raise us up out of the situation. But we got to get our eyes higher. we got to get our eyes on the, on the bigger picture here. Because I want you to see, there's a lot of people who was so focused on the pool that they missed a river when he walked through the back door. See, God don't want us to just accept just a pool of blessing. He wants us to have a river of blessing. There's a flow. 
there's enough for all of us. It's not just for my four no more. Come on, it's for all of us. Everyone who will, step in. Anyone who will, step out. Listen, don't say what you can't do. Listen, when God comes in on the scene, he makes all things new. He makes everything new. He makes all things possible. What you could not step in before, what held you back before, can't hold you back no more. When Jesus comes in on the scene, he causes you to begin to rise up and to be able to step past those things that held you. Not because of who we are, but because of whose we are. We as Christians need to start being Christians, Christ-like. Where we see the power and the demonstration of His Spirit working in and through our lives. There's a lot of people who are looking, who are hoping, who have hopes and dreams of being able to get out of the situations that they're in. And without an encounter with Christ, they'll never be able to do it. But when you have an encounter with Christ, it changes everything. For 38 years, this man was at this podium. I don't, I don't want to focus on what got people there I want to focus on what gets you out Jesus told him he said rise up but he also told him to take up his bed everything you've been lying on everything that you've been hoping for all your hopes and all your dreams pick them up Jesus thought it so important that later on he goes back and finds this man. He says, go and sin no more lest the worst thing comes upon you. See, there's a standard that God wants us to do. See, when God heals us, when God brings us out of a thing, he don't expect us to go back and wallow in it. Amen. He expects us to walk past it. He expects us to walk into to the newness of what he has for us. How many of you feel like this morning you're next? You've been praying. You've been seeking God. God's given you dreams. God's given you hopes. You've been, you've been holding on to something for a long time and not been able to get up from where you were. It seemed like impossible to reach those things. But I'm here to declare to you today you're next. Your children's next. Your family is next. Because God wants to do a new thing. They are so focused on that pool. But if you go to Isaiah 43 and verse 19, it says, Behold, I will do a new thing. What does new thing mean? New thing means something we hadn't seen. It means new thing. <laughs> He'll bring rivers to a desert he'll make roadways in the wilderness he'll make a way where there seems to be no way amen why because he's he's going to do a new thing and a lot of times we get so focused on the way god has done it in the past that we forget that he's god he don't have to do it that way no more 
God's not looking for the, the preacher to come do something. He's looking for us as a church to rise up. Amen? You don't have to wait until the preacher to get there to lay hands on somebody. You can go ahead and lay hands on somebody. Amen. This pool was a place of grace and mercy. It was a place. But it was limited to what it could do. But what God has given us won't stop. It won't stop at just one. There's a lot of us here today who, ha who have needs. There's been addictions in your life. There's been divorce. There's been things that happened to you that you couldn't help that, that may have knocked you down. But I want to encourage you and tell you this morning, you don't have to stay down. You're next. God's calling you to get up. Let's all stand. ask you this do you want to be made well do you want to get up rise up this is your day you're next amen I want all those who will you feel like the Lord speaking you're next you've been holding on You've been laying on some things. Maybe you've had a calling and, and you've not been able to step into the fullness of that calling just yet. I want to encourage you. You're next. Maybe you've been needing to break through some stuff. Needing a breakthrough. You're next. If that's you. I want you to come. Come on down. Come on. Come on. Put on a CD. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm leaving today. Something's about to change. One thing about this, this guy got up. I want you to see. I want you to see this. When this guy got up, you got to remember he's doing something. 
Immediately, he had strength. Some of you, I'm telling you, immediately you don't have strength to do the things that you going to be able to walk out past some things that you have Pastor Hill West, Pastor West is going to lay hands. We're going to begin to lay hands on y'all. And we're believing. Listen to me. As a point of contact, when they lay hands on you, the power of God is going to move in you. And I want you to receive your next. Amen. Hallelujah. with 